When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, my name is Tony Thaxton. Like anyone else, I love a great song. But I also love those strange songs that might make you wonder how and why they even exist. But I'm not here to make fun of them. I'm here to celebrate them and tell their story. This is Bizarre Singles. There is a creature alive today who has survived millions of years of evolution without change, without passion, and without logic. It lives to kill. A mindless eating machine. It will attack and devour anything. It is as if God created the devil and gave him Jaws. On June 20th, 1975, 45 years ago yesterday, if you're listening to this when this comes out, uh, Steven Spielberg's Jaws was released that day in theaters. It was based on Peter Benchley's novel of the same name from just the year prior, uh, and the movie was huge. Uh, it's credited as being the first film of the blockbuster era. And it wasn't just a huge hit with audiences. Critics loved it, too. It even won three Academy Awards, including Best Original Score that went to composer John Williams. And Jaws would be the highest grossing film of all time until another movie with a John Williams score was released just two years later in 1977. I know, I know. Don't get me started on Star Wars again, because I can keep going. We're not here for Star Wars. We are here for Jaws. But both Star Wars and Jaws were game changers in Hollywood, making huge money at the box office, getting huge summer release dates, and tons of TV advertising. And Jaws is still regarded as one of the best movies ever made, and it holds up extremely well, in my opinion. You didn't ask for my opinion, but here I am giving it. Uh, it wasn't just the theaters where Jaws had an impact. Both Excuse me. Beach attendance was down in 1975, and people blamed the Jaws for that. 
uh, people were scared of the ocean. And though Spielberg was not involved, Jaws had three sequels that came out over the next several years. And it inspired several knockoff films, amusement park rides, video games. And John Williams' Jaws main title theme actually went to number 32 on the Billboard Hot 100. And when September 1975 rolled around, another single hit the charts that was inspired by Jaws. We are here on the beach where a giant shark has just eaten a girl swimmer. Well, Mr. Jaws, how was it? And what did she say when you grabbed her? Please, Mr. Please. I know sharks are stupid, but what did you think when you took that first bite? How sweet it is. Mr. Jaws is a novelty song written by Dickie Goodman and released on Cash Records. Dickie Goodman was a musician and producer known for coming up with what was called the break-in, which was basically just a precursor to sampling. He would use clips of popular songs to answer comedic questions that voice actors would ask on his novelty records. Dickie Goodman had first come into prominence in 1956 when he made his first record called The Flying Saucer Parts 1 and 2. It was a four-minute rewrite of Orson Welles' War of the Worlds radio show. Dickie Goodman co-wrote it with his partner Bill Buchanan, who... Buchanan would later go on to work on records with people like the Three Stooges, including the Christmas album they made that I covered on the show back in December. The Flying Saucer was officially released and credited to Buchanan and Goodman. It would be Goodman's highest charting Billboard single, peaking at number three. Flying Saucer was the subject of a copyright infringement case against Goodman, with the court eventually ruling that his sampled mix was considered a parody making it an entirely new work. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, in the early 60s, Goodman released his first solo singles, scoring three Billboard Hot 100 hits based on the TV series The Untouchables. Those three were The Touchables, which peaked at number 60, The Touchables in Brooklyn, which peaked at number 42, and Santa and the Touchables peaked at number 99. In 1964, he tried to do something different, making an album of only parody songs instead of his normal break-in songs. But the album didn't chart, so he quickly returned to his break-in style, releasing spoofs of the moon landing, the Watergate scandal, and even Batman in 1966. City sleeps, Batman's grandmother is being kidnapped by the arch criminal known as the Green Beret. Commissioner Gordon dials the secret number of the Batcave. Holy smoke, Batman, they got your grandmother. <laughs> Quick, Robin, to the Batmobile. 
Yeah, that's that's what his his uh, song. It's almost strange to call them songs, but that's that's what he was doing. Uh, and it would be in 1975, and Mr. Jaws would become Goodman's biggest hit, even going gold. Mr. Jaws, before you swim out to sea, have you anything else to say? the local sheriff sheriff brody the shark will be back for lunch what do you intend to do believe it or not in october 1975 mr jaws peaked at number four on the billboard hot 100 i haven't talked about it on the show much before cashbox uh cashbox was a music industry trade magazine from 1942 to 1996 it was one of the it was one of a couple of magazines that published music charts and on the cashbox top 100 mr jaws went to number 1 um just a little side note uh in 2006 cashbox was revived as just an internet only version the non sample parts of mr jaws were recorded at sear sound in new york and they were engineered by russ ham they were produced by both goodman and Bill Rammel. The single featured samples of John Williams's Jaws theme, Dynamite by Bazooka, Please Mr. Please by Olivia Newton-John, How Sweet It Is to Be Loved by You by James Taylor, Why Can't We Be Friends by War, Get Down Tonight by Casey and the Sunshine Band, The Hustle by Van McCoy, Love Will Keep Us Together by Captain and Tennille, Rhinestone Cowboy by Glenn Campbell, One of These Nights by the Eagles, excuse me, by Eagles, I should say, Jive Talkin' by the Bee Gees, I'm Not in Love by 10CC, and Midnight Blue by Melissa Manchester. Uh, And the original version used samples of all these songs, but when the record turned out to be a hit, they replaced them with sound-alike recordings on the later pressings, and specifically the album version. Yes, there was an entire album. Uh, And uh, on that version, specifically Please, Mr. Please, and Rhinestone Cowboy, were replaced by re-recorded budget sound-alike. Just arriving is oceanographer Matt Hooper. Sir, if someone is attacked by a shark, what should they do? We are going aboard the fishing boat of Captain Quint. Captain, will you be able to catch this giant shark? I will, I will, I will. Uh, thank you, Captain. Captain? Goodman released the song on Cash Records, which is a name that's been used by several different labels. Uh, Mr. Jaws and the album Mr. Jaws and Other Fables were the only releases ever put out on this particular Cash Records. And apparently that was an idea that Goodman had after he, after he was asked whom the record company should make the check out to. Dickie Goodman would make his final appearance on the charts in 1977 with Kong, which was a spoof of the 1976 King Kong remake with Jeff Bridges and Jessica Lange. And though he never charted again, he kept going and even made a sequel, Mrs. Jaws, when Jaws 2 was released in 1978. But that's probably not for another time. Uh, Yeah, I I don't know if I'll get into that one, but hey, got to end this somehow, right? So speaking of ending, I'm going to send this out on just some more of uh, Mr. Jaws here. But We've just sighted the shark again. He's coming straight for us. Captain Quint is shouting something at him. 
Thank you for listening to Bizarre Albums. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave a review. It helps people find the show. You can also follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Bizarre Albums, and I'm at Tony Thaxton. You can also like Bizarre Albums on Facebook and visit BizarreAlbums.com. And if you still want more Bizarre Albums in your life, sign up for weekly bonus episodes of Bizarre Singles and more at Patreon.com slash Bizarre Albums. And as always, if you know of a Bizarre Album you'd like to hear featured, please tweet the show. I'd love to hear from you. You can even email me at bizarrealbums at gmail.com. My name is Tony Thaxton, and I'll see you next time on Bizarre Albums.